and not in a yeah. bad way, I don't think. No, no, I know, I went quite quick for myself. But it was definitely better, I think it's better than the first one, definitely. So, as we said, this movie doesn't carry on with the story of Cersei and her family. No. So, no no sign of them. No sign of the lads there. Ah, they probably they probably got purged already. Well, see, they didn't get purged already, because this is set in 2023, so this is literally at the start of the next purge. Yeah, yeah. but it's probably because it wouldn't have made a movie, because it got purged so quickly, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> No husband to save them now. Like. <laughs> Maybe we'll have that fan fiction um, written by the start of the next episode. No bloody stranger around. <laughs> and um, we're still in LA. So we were in LA in the last movie and we're in LA in this movie. So we haven't gone too far. So we get the, the text screen again, same as the last film. And it says, America 2023. Unemployment is below 5%. Crime is virtually non-existent while every year fewer and fewer people live below the poverty line. So what's interesting there is that in the first movie, it said unemployment was at 1%. That's yeah. what I was thinking as well, yeah. And now it's below 5%. So mm-hmm. obviously one is below 5 but... But you'd think they would say like at 1% if it was still there or... Yeah, so... Yeah. They'd, they'd probably even say below 3%, you know... Yeah, it was it was weird. I don't I don't fully get why it was, but maybe unemployment has gone up. Is that what they're trying to tell us? Yeah, because I I took from that that the purge doesn't actually fucking work. Yeah, five percent's quite high. Like maybe not for the whole of the US. You know, in reality, like but five percent for the whole population. You know, it's done by population, so it would be quite high. Yeah, but the unemployment levels in the US now, I'd say, are fucking crazy high. Like it's madness. So five percent might be an improvement, you know. Oh yeah, so so the the founding father started in twenty fourteen. But I don't think the purge actually started for a few years after that, till about twenty seventeen. So again, when the last when the last movie was on, twenty twenty two, that was only about five years into the purge. So yeah, maybe unemployment has gone up. It it wasn't fully tried and tested by then. Yeah. It's only been a few years. It's a very fair point, yeah. And uh, just another thing, poverty wasn't mentioned in the screen of the first film. And maybe that's because it wasn't important because we had rich people. But um, it says here, fewer and fewer people live below the poverty line. So they really want us to know that it's got a lot to do with poverty. I thought the word live in there fucking was terrifying. Like, Oh, yeah, that's good. I didn't even notice that. You just kill all the poor people, people who can't afford to defend themselves. People are dying below the poverty line now. Yeah. So, March 21st, 4.43pm, 2 hours and 26 minutes until the start. So, where would you boys be at 4.34pm? Would you be out and about? Not at the fuck. Not at work, like. Not fucking <laughs> wrapping up my shift. McDonald's. Getting a happy meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We meet Eva. So she's one of our main characters. She's working in a diner. And we have the TV screen again, as we always do through these films. And it says there's... Uh, purge traffic alert so now we learn that like people are racing to get home and a bit too late so there's like huge traffic coming up to the purge and that could be an issue um a really creepy co-worker says that he might kidnap her this year which is nice flirtatious fucking rotten uh and then he offers her a lift home i wouldn't i wouldn't take that lift home if i were you you know no no not a chance like she she laughed it off but like that second after the laugh, it was like, yeah, no, I think he's a constant creep in her life. Like, yeah, her reaction to it was like, yeah, 
And that's kind of, I suppose that's a, a small look at a woman's life in the purge world. Is that mm-hmm. men can men can make that threat and pretend it's a joke? It's fucking wrong. So, so Eva's going to ask her boss for a raise as she can't afford his medicine, and we later find out that that's her dad. the The lighting is really weird in this scene. So it's it's really bright, but it's all like really washed out colors, like very yellow. And the whole scene is out of focus, apart from the characters' faces that are talking. And it's like I found it was quite hard to look at, like kind of what happens later in the movie. Yeah. Um, they they don't they all tell each other to stay safe and so and what happens here is we get like kind of pretty quick scenes between different characters now for a while so we see an intense man loading a gun in his bedroom there's like no decoration in his house basically it's um I've written down it's a typical sad boy house <laughs> <laughs> but it is to be fair it looks like he's just living for that day yeah. So the only thing on his wall is a load of photos of one man. We see it in the background. Yeah. Um, and then we see there is a picture of him and his son on dressing table. And when he's loading the guns and everything, it looks like he really knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, Tony, when you saw this, did you think he was going to be the baddie? Yeah, probably. You weren't sure. You weren't too sure of him. Mm-hmm. So there's a young kind of like rich couple. Um, they're avoiding traffic. So they've gone. They're gone all the back roads. And they see a lot of people boarding up their houses. The guy is like sitting in the passenger seat looking at pictures of them together on his tablet. And he doesn't want her to see them. That seemed kind of weird. Yeah. And he's fucking massive tablet. Horizontal. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, it's like looking at a fucking TV. Yeah. (laughs) And it was, um, it was very like, uh, James with the boat in the last. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I like this picture. I don't like that picture. Uh, we see some futuristic technology. We don't see that too much of that in this film. No, considering it's the year after, and I thought there was, you know, the yeah. first one seems more techy, but I suppose we were in a wealthy person's house, weren't we? So. Yeah. So we see a big kind of billboard that's a TV, and it's a two-hour countdown. So uh, it's one of the founding fathers, and he's talking about how the purge brought in was brought in to deal with the epidemic of crime. And I said, at least it wasn't a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the founding fathers. Did you see his name? No, go on. Donald. That's it. Yeah, like the duck. <laughs> just, like, just like the famous duck who doesn't wear pants. That's it. He wasn't wearing trousers. That's the twist. Yeah. <laughs> you can just see him from the waist up. <laughs> it's like every Zoom call that's taking place now. Like, no one's wearing trousers. <laughs> so Eva is walking down some dodgy streets to go home. And there's lads trying to sell protection. Yeah. And we get a little a mini jump scare here where a fella jumps out in front of her. But yeah, she's just trying to get home. She doesn't want to deal any damage. Yeah, and he's like, we take all kinds of payment. That was, again, that's fucking disgusting. Look. When I saw that, I thought, like, he met, I The thing I took away from that was that, like, does he take Apple Pay? You know? <laughs> and then I, when you said that, I was like... long in the purge, buddy. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh, oh. I watched this, like, four times, and I didn't realize that. Well, that's good. That means you have a kind heart, Mike. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Um, so she's going into her building, and it has, like, gates for doors, but not really in a nice way, more in a she lives in a prison kind of way. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, yeah, she, they're probably not the richest people. It's not like the house the Sandins had. Not at all. Yeah, not like a gated community. Like, no, it's a, it's a gate. Keep yeah. things in and keep things out, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Diego is there. He's 
presumably like the janitor of the building, and he's been drinking. He asks her to take him up there for protection. And again, would you would you take Diego up with you? Does he seem like the kind of guy who'd help you out? He is the fucking creepiest man. Very friendly man. <laughs> Very friendly. And you know he's been drinking. Uh, one, because he has the bottle in the paper bag. In the brown paper bag. Yeah. And two, because his shirt is a little bit untucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously that means that. <laughs> but if he had hair, it would have been a little bit scuffed up. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, well, so in my notes, I've written Eva's sister. And it's like way later in the movie, I realize that it's her daughter. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to keep correcting myself here. Callie. I thought it was her young sister. No. So she's watching conspiracy videos on her laptop, and it's Carmelo's call to action, and the dad, the granddad, I suppose, calls it horse shit. So he doesn't agree with Carmelo. Well, I think he agrees with him. He's just like he's not gonna do anything about it. Yeah. Or maybe. Yeah. So Carmelo's saying the purge is all about money. So that's kind of. I mean, that seems like pretty much the first time we've actually heard someone say that. Mm-hmm. Till now, it's been all about the, all the good things. And, you know, maybe it's about people being like a bit cruel, but it, we never heard it was about money before. So the, the poor die tonight because they can't afford to protect themselves. We did see this when uh, James told the family last year that they could afford to protect themselves. So they'd be OK. Yeah. I noticed in this scene, the camera angles are all uneasy. So I think pre-purge. I think they're doing a lot of things like the lighting in that film and like, and like that scene in the diner and the camera angles here just to show us like, you know, everything's not okay. Like it makes you feel a bit queasy. Try and make it eerie. Yeah. So the dad says his, his medicine is a waste of time and money. He speaks yeah. the truth about how it's less than two hours and she wasn't home. <laughs> and then he says that he wants to sleep through this godforsaken holiday. Yeah. It's not not a nice holiday, is it? No. But I was a bit annoyed at him for getting crafts at her. Like, you know, we saw that she just waited, asked for a pay rise, and then walked home. Like, Well, then she got medicine. But yeah. yeah she, it's not like she was out for a long time. Yeah, well, he's just being worried, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You would be as well. Interesting little thing in the background. It said employee of the month on the fridge. Not really? Yeah, so she's, presumably it's her. She's been the employee of the month, but she didn't get the raise. Yeah. Well, she just stole it from her friend. Or maybe she got that in the fridge. <laughs> maybe she got that before her last raise. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, maybe Maybe she gets paid too much. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. Money-hungry bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, she wants to take a shower before the lockdown. So we're less than two hours away. Mm-hmm. And she wants to take a shower first instead of just boarding up the fucking doors first. Insane. So the the kind of young couple are in the supermarket now. So again, like, what the fuck? They they annoy me so much. But that guy annoys me <sighs> ridiculous amount. But... So they were trying to get the they were trying to take like kind of the back ways to get there quicker, and then they just stop stop off at the shop. Yeah. When it's obviously gonna be busy as well. So it seems from their the way they're talking that they're getting divorced. Yeah. And um, the woman wants to tell the man's sister. And here's where we get a big jump scare. Big jump scare of the film. Yeah. Our first of the creepy people. So this is only 11 minutes in. So last time we didn't see creepy masks until an hour in. And now 11 minutes in we're seeing them. And this is our first time seeing the person wearing the god mask. There's a guy in that part with the... He's got black in his face and it's like a mouth. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Although these perjure lads put in a lot of effort, to be fair to them. 
They do, to be fair. Uh, if I can say one good thing about them, it's um, their creativity. It's like Halloween with a twist. I've dead. The couple are really creeped out, understandably. And they get in the car. I love that um, she asked him, what was it about? And he said, I don't know. He didn't tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great line. <laughs> the fucking stupidest question ever as well, like. Yeah. No, they were they're married. She she knows you don't know that guy. Like, yeah. And they were both just there, like. Yeah. Um so the intense guy who Wikipedia or IMDB says is called Sergeant. So he's putting on a bull, bulletproof vest when a woman comes to the door. She kinda can tell what he's about to do. He's gonna go out and do some purging. And she says I won't make him feel any better. So it seems like she's probably his like ex wife that he had the kid with. Yeah. I think that's what we're supposed to get from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and something's happened to the kid that obviously broke them up. Um, she has a new family, and uh, she's worried that he didn't answer the phone. But still, she's out very late when there's bad traffic around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially since he can handle himself. Do you know, she should probably be home, staying safe. Yeah. Making dinner. Um, go home to your husband. I Yeah, so I, I like the exposition here. So he says, go home to your husband. Rather than saying, go home to like Dave or Steve or whatever his name is. Yeah. Go home yeah. to your husband so we know the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, they say stay safe. Uh, we see the wall a bit better with the pictures of the guy. And it says, man walks free on prosecution error. So whatever's happened to the kid, the guy didn't even get found like um, innocent. It's just there was an issue. There's a technicality with the court case. I actually didn't even notice that. Yeah. So what happens when you press pause. Uh-huh. <laughs> I always look at pictures before I read things. Yeah. I, I, don't, I never have time. So Callie, the daughter, is still watching Carmelo. He says that this year we will fight back. And it's like serious Samuel L. Jackson vibes. Yeah. It's fucking Omar from The Wire. He's a badass motherfucker. Like. Oh, is he? He's in yeah. yeah. I, this is all I've seen him in. So it just seems like they wanted Samuel L. Jackson. And he was busy. <laughs> they even gave him the little beret. Like, the... Mm, they gave him everything. The poor man's kangal hat, like. <laughs> so the dad gets ready, puts on a nice little hat, and he sneaks out of the house. And so he gets into a limo. And what were you thinking here, Tony? Were you thinking, like, is this your first time seeing it? Was he, like, rich? Did he have another secret family that he cared about more? Or did you think something dodgy was happening? No, I kind of took a guess exactly what happened was happening. The oh. answer. Yeah. Okay, so before we see what happens to him... um. We go back to the young couple and we can see why they're fighting because he doesn't want to break up. Mm-hmm. And what, what I made note of here is it's all kind of broken families. So like they're breaking up. Sergeant has broken up with his wife because of the son. And um, Eva is a single mother to Callie. Very good point. Yeah. So it's the, I never noticed that. Well, I didn't take note of it. In the first film, we had all happy families. Well, a happy family. And then, yeah, this film, it's um, they're really... I, I appreciate how they're trying to give us a completely different movie while keeping it exactly in line with the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty fucking cool. It really was. It's not just like, here's the sequel, here's a different family with a different different bloody stranger, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, his power steering is fucked and the car breaks down. And so we leave them for a minute and we go back to Sergeant. He leaves his house in the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting to notice here, it's 45 minutes until the purge, and he's already out. Yeah. So he's like, he's getting out there early. Um, Eva and Callie, they lock up. 
and they have a gun. And she says to Callie, we're going to be fine just like every year. Which, like, imagine if they actually were. This wouldn't be as exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Watching them play board games. It's like they lock up and it's, it's all fine and then they unlock in the morning. So the young couple are trying to get a garage to pick the car up or pick them up. And I'm thinking, like, fuck that if I own that garage. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Not a fucking chance. And he's saying, um, we'll pay triple. And I would say, be like, fuck that. They're trying to flag someone down. Again, fuck that. I, Sorry, guys. I would not pick you up. But I wouldn't even be getting into the car with somebody, like. No, well, it's safer than, than being is left it? out there. Ah, uh, similar. I don't know if it is when you're locked in someone's car. Yeah. As soon as you sit in, you could be, you know, trapped. I, I thought you get out of that car and you just fucking run immediately. Like. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, they fucking shut up. They realized something on their car had been cut. Yeah. And then they saw the creep brigade. Saw those creepy lads, the creepy creative lads are back. Um, God is lazily swinging around like a meat cleaver. And I just made a note. Do you think he cut the wires with that cleaver? Or yeah, yeah. She's like, they cut it. Yeah, something like that. She's yeah, like, I think they cut it. The guys with the huge knife, probably. Yeah. yeah. No shit. <laughs> it said they probably did it with a little like pliers or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something much easier to lie under a car with. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and so they just they scarper, they run, and so we're back with Eva and Callie. We get the purge announcement. Um, so we get we go back to Sergeant now, so we're cutting really quick. Sergeant turns off the radio; he doesn't want to hear it, even though it's playing out loud everywhere. <laughs> he turns off the radio in his car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're back with the young couple, and they're running in the middle of the road. And then they just stop, like yeah, at a fucking four crossroads. Yeah, in the middle like, of the crossroads. Yeah. Nice scene for a movie. Terrible idea to survive the purge. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we see an emotional reaction from all our main characters here in this. In this next like ten seconds, the couple are in the middle of the crossroads, terrified. Eve and Callie are like scared and uneasy, but at least they're at home. And Sergeant is just determined. Yeah. So he's not um, he's not one bit scared. We see uh, a guy cracking a cold one open with his gun. Yeah. <laughs> Sniper on the roof. Yeah. Way to do that, like. And uh, we see all the creeps come out now, and some of them were bringing out dogs, which is quite sad. So his dogs probably weren't going to survive the night. Yeah, I don't they might have a great night. You never know. They might look. Um, we see uh, a school bus full of like neo-Nazi looking lads. Yeah. Screaming and everything in the bus. Oh, like everyone's cocking their gun at the yeah. same time. That's the best. <laughs> when you say that's the best, Liam, does that mean like, you'd love to be in there with them? Like, oh, no, it just makes for a great scene, doesn't it? It just makes for a great scene, like a shotgun being cocked and someone clipping in a fucking magazine for a fucking class. So uh, then we see a big like blacked out lorry. It's it stops and a guy in the back has a plastic apron and a murka hat and he machine guns down some people and then moves on. Yeah. Sergeant uh, drives past a lot of carnage, so <laughs> he he sees people being gunned down and some people being beaten to death, but he just drives on. Yeah. I just made note that there's so much happening in this film compared to the last one. It was like the last one was just suspense and thriller, and this one is just action. Yeah. Yeah. The last one, like, it holds it all, and then it all happens at once. Yeah. But this is just action throughout, like. Mm-hmm. So the young couple, they try to hide in a bin, but there's already a dead body in there. Like, that was so quick. <laughs> I know, but the other thing is, like, 
they run past several more bins. If yeah. they thought they'd be safe in one, why didn't they just try the yeah. next bin? Like, well, I remember before that, I was even thinking they should have tried and hide the bin. Just get to the bottom <laughs> of a bin, like, yeah. under all the bags and just stay there. Just fucking lie there for 12 hours. So do they think that the dead body has been put into the bin? Or do they think that someone went through and checked all the bins and killed the person in the bin? So maybe ah. they think hiding in another bin isn't going to be any good. Maybe so. Hide mm. under the dead body. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds nice. Like, it's not ideal, but it'll keep you safe. Would you? Just have a nap. And the the creepers are still following them anyway. Yeah. So we're back with Eva and Callie, and they're cooking dinner. Um, do you have a problem with this this week, lads? A problem with the dinner being cooked? No, because they do after they've locked up. That's acceptable. <laughs> yeah, after. But someone could smell the lovely food and go, oh, I'm going to come in. I'd <laughs> purge that dinner, baby. <laughs> yeah. Mm, that's, that's, that food's making me a bit purgy. Selection of peppers in a pan. Mm. My favourite. Mmm, <laughs> plain salad, thanks. Um, <laughs> so they they go in to get the dad for dinner, and he's gone. I made a note here, so it turns out they're not sisters. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the dad left a note. It said, Dearest Eva and Callie, my greatest heart, heartache is seeing the two girls I love so much struggling in this world. I am dying. You know this. I'll be a martyr for a wealthy family tonight. They have paid me for this service. $100,000 will be transferred into your accounts, my darlings. Take their money. Survive the night and live a safe life. And then we get a, such a creepy scene with the family, this rich family where he pulls up outside. And even the kids and the old granddad are there to kill him. And they're like safe in their homes. And there's plastic all over the furniture and the carpet so they can just clean up afterwards. It's fucked up. With knives as well. The fact that this is a family thing is weird. It's like Christmas. Yeah, it's a holiday to them people. And so um, this wouldn't be a bonus episode of Would You Rather without a Would You Rather question. Would you rather go on living for maybe a few years in pain and leave your daughter and your granddaughter poor, or give yourself as a martyr to a rich family for, and I wrote a hundred thousand dollars or maybe two hundred thousand dollars because did, did it imply that they hundred thousand each wasn't it? Well, it it was it was hard to tell, but yeah, so we'll we'll call it two hundred thousand dollars to be given to your family and loved ones. Yeah, he was dying anyway, you know. Fucking so hard. Mm, that's it. If you're dying anyway. I know, I know. But they'd be pretty but, sad. They'd probably, they'd be able to grieve better for you if you just died of an illness. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, and, like, are you going to give up that time with the people you love for money? Yeah. Like, I don't think I could. And it might seem selfish, but I think the other way is also selfish. Like, Depends on how poor you are. Well, as poor as them? Like, um, so... Like, they didn't seem that, you know, they had food, they had nice enough things, but she's looking for a raise. They can't afford his medication as well. So, like, again, they'll need less money when he's gone. Yeah, he's a cast on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Living hand to mouth, it's fair enough. It's, yeah. It's where most people live, I think. And remember, he's pro- you're probably in pain, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. He probably is. And I don't, it's a different word. Like, you can't just say, you know, I can't imagine it right now because... You know, people have opportunities, people have chances, but the purge world, it's fucking, if they're not well off, they're going to be fucking slaughtered. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you might only have a couple of years, 
but they only have a couple of years also. But he he thinks when they lock up, they're pretty safe. No, I think he must. I think he must know deep down that they're not safe, or else he wouldn't do it. I think he does it for that reason more than to keep them safe. Yeah, he does it to keep them alive more than he does it like to give them a nice life. Yeah, that's why he says stay keep safe at the end. No. Yeah. Well, everyone says that all the time. <laughs> yeah. But... It meant more when he said it. Yeah. Yeah. So what um what do you think? What would you guys go for? Purge me. Go on. Yeah, purge me. Purge me. Okay. So both the lads want to be purged. Let us know over on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> and Instagram at Big Mike Pod. What would you rather? Back to the review. So Callie is like goes into kind of hero mode here. She wants to save him. And you kind of, except for the fact that we just saw him about to die, you nearly like believe her that she's going to do it. But Eva knows they can't. And he's left like on his little locker, his phone, his watch and his wallet, which was probably all the like belongings he really had, apart from his trendy hat that he brought with him. <laughs> I mean, that's another one. Tony, would you not leave your nice hat behind for them? No. <laughs> sure, he wasn't even wearing the hat when they were at the Persian. That's the biggest oh, thing. Oh, fuck's sake. And they probably threw it away. They probably didn't want that Yeah, hat. exactly. You know, no. he sold it to the limo driver. That's a limo driver's gonna stick another fifty quid in their account tomorrow. Fifty quid. Fifty quid. That's good hat. Maybe he used it to tip the limo driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, they hear noises outside. They look out the window, and um, Callie says it looks like an army, and they kind of basically refer to it as an army for the rest of the movie. And it's the black lorry again. So their door gets busted down. But it's not the army. It's actually Rapey Diego. Rapey Diego. Um, so we we leave them there. And we go to Sergeant, who's still cruising around, just ignoring the carnage. There's a bus on fire. Yeah, the way the bus passed him in the background yeah. is hilarious. Fire, yeah. like. um, do you think it's the same bus full of Nazis? You hope so, yeah. yeah. No, I could, actually. I I, well, see, when I watched I I thought it was a fire engine. I thought it was just ironically on fire. Oh, well, maybe, maybe. It was quick. Yeah, it was quick. I couldn't catch whether it was, I don't know. So Diego is uh, saying that what he's going to do is because Eva hasn't been polite. So like, come on, be polite to people, you know? Jesus Christ, like. He plays this part quite well in this part. He does. He makes me physically sick. Like, Like, because she hasn't been impolite to him. I think he would think being polite would be inviting him up. Yeah. Um, And then Diego is... Pretty excited that Callie is there. He he calls it a bonus and a package deal. And that's like creepier than asking a girl where your hug is. <laughs> and then I love this. He calls them lame bitches. Yeah. Uh, it's lame. That's so lame of him. <laughs> and he really needs to brush his teeth. They're fucking horrible. Oh, yeah. I noticed that. Um, how old do you think Callie is? Um, so presumably she's not working age or she'd be working. Yeah, I think she's supposed to be like around the same age as Zoe, maybe 14 or 15. Yeah, that's pretty... I was going to say that's pretty creepy at Diego, but like he was being creepy anyway. It's not, not that big a stretch. No. So our young couple are still running. Um, God pulls up on a skateboard. So like the, the creepers, they're just kind of playing with them as well. Yeah. Diego licks Eva, which isn't very COVID friendly. And um, then Tony's favorite thing happens. Diego gets shot by someone else off camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be a Paris movie without that happening. Like, <laughs> So the army are now in the apartment looking for them. And when they find them, they say, 
This is what he was looking for tonight. Let's bring them downstairs. Big Daddy, we have two for your personal purge. So do you think mm-hmm. do you think he was trying to be a bit of a Diego? Do you think he just wanted to watch them die? And do you think it didn't it didn't make it clear if he was looking for like young, attractive women or if he was looking for them? Yeah, well, they just kind of shoot up all the other um, people in the flat, though, don't they? They're the only two brought out. So yeah. That was strange. like. Yeah, so it was probably for creepy, creepy things. Yeah, it was, you'd imagine so. I'd say so. The sergeant sees the lorry in his way, and he thinks, like, what the fuck? Because um, it's not your, like, classic just people running around with machetes. It's Yeah, it looks organized. like Industrial, looks... yeah. Yeah. So he sees Callie and Eva get tossed around and he thinks he's finally seen too much and he can't keep looking away. But he says to himself, just drive, just drive, just drive. So he still is trying to go away, but he just can't let himself. No. So we see he's not like a totally bad guy. The young couple, when he's out, they come along and hide in his car, which like, again, <laughs> they're pretty fucking dumb. Like, that's not a safe place to hide. So. Yeah, that's what random armored car about. in the middle of the road. But he even says, "We're here, we're safe now." You're yeah. here, you're what now? Look in the middle of the road in a car. Even if <laughs> no one's coming back to the car, like they might check it. Yeah, he didn't even check if he could drive it himself. Yeah, and they might crash into. Yeah, do you know, like someone coming along would crash into it? Like, yeah. So Sergeant kills the guys that are holding Eve and Callie and shoots Big Daddy. Uh, what do you think of his name being Big Daddy? That was just weird, wasn't it? It's just code name, isn't it? Like, yeah, but. This bit kind of annoys me. Go on. Because a fucking army went into that building. Oh. And there's about five lads outside. Are they still in there? But, like, surely they'd fucking be coming back out if they heard all that shooting. Well, they're shooting other people as well. But they're, I mean, they're up, like, 50 floors, maybe, some of them. I don't know. It pissed me off. I think that there should have been a lot more people there. Or they should have shown less people going into the building. Well, yeah, maybe. Or maybe they've all left in another truck, to be fair. Sergeant nearly leaves them, but he thinks he probably should bring them. They find the young couple in the car, and Sergeant is, like, ready to kill them. But the young couple didn't even lock the doors once they got in. <laughs> no. They're just free for all. jump in this, this is it. Like. it just makes no, that doesn't make any sense, to jump into the back of a car without jumping into the front or trying to fucking steal it. Do you know, start it or see if you could fucking get it going. In fairness, most of the flaws come from this couple. This yeah, 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 yeah. So Tony, so, yeah, it's just because they're would stupid. It, would it have been a better movie if he had just shot them right then and there? Oh, yeah. I no. did not like the husband. I mean, I'd purge the husband if I was in that movie. <laughs> that that question's coming, Tony. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he isn't going to let them come, but Big Daddy starts getting up, and the creeps come along. So they all just get in the car and hit the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sar- Sergeant's trying to work out what's going on with all of them. Callie asks him an awkward question. What were you doing outside? And he does not want to answer. She's a nosy little bitch, isn't she? She is. Yeah. She's... Keep your business to yourself, yeah. <laughs> Mind your own. Mm. Yeah. So um, we we have our second bout of car trouble here. Yeah. So he lifts up the, the, the hood of the car. And I, I can see the problem, and I'm not like a, a car expert, but the engine's full of bullet holes. <laughs> so Sergeant just casually dishes out the guns from his boot. So like um, like that lad who used to come around and sell videos out the, out the boot of his car. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants... He wants to leave everyone behind, but they're like really clingy. Eva says that she can get him another car, and Callie tells him that walking away was a dick move. Walking away and coming back like that? Wasn't really like. You know, he was walking away because you couldn't offer him anything. Yeah. And then it, Eva realized, okay, we need to fucking bargain with him here, and offers a car. 
Makes sense. So he's not a dick, but he smiles at her because I think he likes her spunk. You know, he does he likes her gumption? Yeah. So Sergeant agrees that he will take them to Eva's friend's house if he gets the car, and he says, "If you slow me down, I cut you loose." <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose that this is where we see um, like some character growth from him a bit later because they do slow him down a lot, and he never cuts them loose. So the crazy woman on the roof. And she says that she is the virus to get the population under control. And that's just a bit too soon, to be honest. <laughs> she is proper creepy, like. Yeah. Yeah. She says lots of other creepy things. It's pretty hard. Yeah. Um, Sergeant tells the rest of the gang where they're going. He seems to know where all the safest places are and um, that the gangs are downtown. So he's obviously been out on Purge Night before or he knows something about how the city yeah. works. I wrote dopey fella, Shane, gets caught in a trap. Uh, they get ambushed, but they get away. And to be fair, it's it wasn't really his fault he got caught in a trap. He walked like two steps away. So but why did he walk away from him? He shouldn't have. Like He's in charge. You fucking yeah. do what he says. Slow him down. Cut the, what is it? Yeah, slow him down and cut you loose. And he did literally cut him loose. Ah. He didn't pick him loose. He had to shoot himself loose. Like, hey? He shot him loose. I mean, he told him to do it. He would never have done that yeah. on his own. He's an idiot. So we see about the billboard TV again, and there's six hours remaining. And I don't understand how they've been out for six hours. Yeah. It doesn't seem like six hours has happened. But, uh, well, I suppose Callie and Eva haven't been out for all that time. No. But the, have the young couple been running for six hours? Could be. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. Um, so so how, like how far away did the sergeant come from? Because he's only been on foot for a little while now. Yeah. So like he must live way outside LA. Yeah. He's been out for fucking seven hours. Like Yeah. Carmelo hacks the screen then, and he says, tonight we write our message in blood. So, like, unlike the grandfather thought, maybe he isn't just all talk. So the business district is nice and quiet because all the money's been moved out, apart from the murdered stockbroker who's strung up above the door. What would you, you think of that? Yeah, it was pretty, yeah, pretty fucking graphic, wasn't it? Big grin. What does that sign say again? It's like he stole our pensions, now he's gone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good. So... <laughs> They see another one of the lorries, but this one's empty, except a guy in a, in a, the kind of army uniform attacks them, and he says he was just doing his duty. So you wonder here, like, what was his duty to the government, to just to his country? You know, you don't know fully if he means that he was in actually the army or, like, if he's just doing his duty to the purge. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So they go into the truck, and they see all the CCTV cameras, and they realize this probably is government. Certain buildings are in the poor areas only are marked in red. And the truck isn't working. So we have our third thing of car trouble here. <laughs> and Callie sees Carmelo's mark on the wall. So it looks like they're the ones who stopped this truck. Fucking that again. That's like, who's taking the time to spray paint that? Yeah, it yeah. was it was intricate. It was pretty... Yeah, normal. well, like, to be fair, it could just be like a... a stencil, but there was different colors. A stencil, and then you put an X over it. But, but like, they're bringing stencils... <laughs> Yeah, or maybe it was the new Founding Fathers thing was already there and they just sprayed over it with red. Oh, yeah, yeah, it might be. La- lazy logo then, isn't it? Lazy yeah. logo. Just lazy like logo. if you have um, like a logo of your podcast and you just put purge masks over the faces. Yeah, lazy. <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> um, so a couple of other lorries show up, so they scarper. Yeah. Um, they go into the subway and onto the tracks. Sergeant says he stopped for them because they were putting up one hell of a fight. Which I also don't think they really were putting up much of a fight. They were screaming. They were, fl- they were flailing a bit. 
So Callie knows that Sergeant is obviously out to purge someone and tries to talk him out of it. And he says, go back with your mommy, which is a fucking burn. Yeah, absolutely slaughtered her. Like, fantastic. You kind of felt like they might be becoming friends and then he does that to her. Yeah. Uh, so, but Sergeant then gives Callie his bulletproof vest. So obviously he still likes her. Yeah. Not in the way Diego liked her. No, thank God. No. Yeah. Well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a twist. Um, so they come across some homeless people hiding and it seems like a good place to hide until the crazy people in dune buggies with the flamethrowers come yeah and so they like shoot down all the homeless people who are trying to run shane and liz shoot out them but shane gets shot so tony you must have been happy there i was very happy actually and he was also stupid as well standing there and uh, but Shane and Liz do stop them because they keep shooting until the June buggies blow up. They do, yeah, yeah. I quite like the fact that he said like just keep shooting, and then he got back up and sh- you know did it himself. Like, yeah, yeah. So he was, you know, he was tough enough. He was trying to protect, trying to protect Liz, even though she dumped him. Yeah, simp, um, fucking simp. <laughs> <laughs> so Sergeant is shot too. They get to the friend's building, and. This is the fourth time I've watched this film, at least. And I only just realized that the friend is the co-worker, Tanya, from the diner. <laughs> you didn't no realize way. that, Mike? Come on. He's got a no bit of facial way. blindness, though. He doesn't. Yeah. You know. I, I do I do have face blindness. Yeah. So it doesn't help. Yeah, so Tanya was the one. She actually said that she would have taken that lift home from the creepy guy earlier in the diner. Yeah. So that's the kind of person she is. Yeah. Into creeps. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's it's so nice and calm in their house. It seems like a really happy ending to the movie. <laughs> they're, like, they're, they're safe. They're in this nice house. Um, so they're in the house with uh, Tanya, the friend. Tanya's sister. Um, her husband. And the parents. Yeah. Th- there's suddenly like a lot of tension. Tanya makes a comment about her sister being fat. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the, the sister is really mean to her her husband, and Tanya defends him. And I love that um, the sergeant is planning on going back out there, um, but it's still a priority for him to get a clean shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that myself. You got a clean shirt. What? <laughs> you got to look good when you're virgin, man. <laughs> um, we see Tanya washing down some pills with wine, so she's getting a bit messed up. Um, Liz and Shane are happy again and it seems like they're staying together <laughs> so their marriage problems have been fixed luckily so the punch punch the marriage <laughs> does work yeah nothing a couple of bullets won't fix <laughs> lads if your um, girlfriend or wife is thinking about leaving you just get shot it makes you way more interesting <laughs> shoot yourself in the tummy <laughs> <laughs> the bullet fell out of the gun into my belly <laughs> Uh, so Tanya gets all flirty and dances with her sister's husband and the sister looks pretty livid Eva reveals to Sergeant that there was no car and that she was just lying so he'd help them and Callie pleads with him to stay Um, Tanya's sister then grabs presumably what was one of Sergeant's guns because I assume they didn't have any in the house and shoots her sister so suddenly now it's not so calm in the house she fucking shot her proper too didn't she oh yeah a few times it was a bit of a murder yeah um, and it turns out that Tanya and the brother-in-law were having an affair. Through email, would you believe? Through email. In the year 2023. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Through yeah. email. 
That's very true, actually. Fuck, I just thought it was bizarre. Like, there's nobody fucking keeping their fucking relationship secret through email these days. There's not a fucking chance. Look. So the sister, um, the sister's husband uses Liz as a human shield, which is charming. I was so, uh, he's such a nice guy. Yeah. He's yeah. in all the army gear. He's ready to go. Yeah. In his camo. Yeah. It would have been weird if he was wearing all white, though. <laughs> Um, so Sergeant shoots the husband, and then the gang decide they'd be safer out in the street. But I thought that was a bit mad as well. Like, Sarge keeps saying, like, just get out, door, door, door. But, like, you just kill the sister and you can stay there. You know, they can still stay there. I don't know if he wanted to kill I, anybody. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. Did he? He, he was shooting, like, beside her. He could have fucking killed her, yeah. But... He didn't want to kill him. And the parents would have been like, um, please, please. Yeah, this is a bit awkward. You just but he was leaving anyway, you know? That's the thing I was thinking. Yeah. He's leaving anyway. Just shield him and leave him. But it was um, it was Eva's friend who died, wasn't it? Just not like it was the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My main question here was, who's going to con- cover Tanya's shift at the diner tomorrow? Because Eva might be a bit tired in the morning, to be honest. Yeah. She might not be able to do it. And she won't get employee of the month or that raise she's looking for. No, <laughs> no, no raise. The raise out of the question. Although to be fair, I mean they do ha- they do have that money. Yeah. Doesn't you kind of forget for about bit, that during like... the film, but they got a bit of cash. <laughs> you don't know, maybe everybody else in the diner was purged as well, and she's left, and she's no job. True. Do you know with that money? Buy the diner now. With yeah. that money, it's weird. He says he has been paid for it, or they, does he? He says they have paid me for this, doesn't he? So he has the money. No, I assume it's being transferred, like as we speak, kind of from them. But yeah. how could you trust somebody? Yeah. Do you know? Ah, uh, because they'd be good for it, I suppose. Like, you know, you'd want it already sent and on the way. And but that, that's it, like, you know, they're, that's the negotiation. Surely they have the power, so they should be sending the money and he'll just be picked up either way, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So you think, do you think there's a chance they didn't get paid? I think so, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Sergeant goes to leave him behind. So he does cut them loose here for a minute. <laughs> and uh, Big Daddy is outside talking to his men. So they're looking for Sergeant. Because he killed some of them and shot him and everything. Um, but he says he still wants Eva and Callie for himself. Yeah. And it's that then that Sergeant decides he has to go back for the rest of them because he can't leave them mm-hmm. to be creeped on again. So the army break into the building. So they, it's like worth pointing out here. If they had stayed in that flat, they wouldn't have been safe. No, that's true. No. They were only there to find them as well, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. So got the whole building were. killed too. Yeah, the gang get jumped by the creeps, but the creeps don't kill them. They load them into the back of a van. God finally takes off his mask and explains that they aren't purging. They're kidnapping people and like selling them for money. And then he says money a few times. It kind of, it kind of annoyed me when he jumped the fence and they picked him up immediately. Like he's the most vigilant man I've ever seen. But he couldn't see through the fucking fence that they were there. But he was watching the other people, wasn't he? Yeah, but he had to be looking at the fence to jump the fence. Like, yeah. if it was a wall, I'd be like, okay, fair enough. But it was a fucking fence. Like, <laughs> true. Um, so the gang get delivered into the back door of a building, and they're brought onto the stage where some low tempo classic music plays. And the curtain lifts, and they're in a really fancy kind of ballroom. And there's like this huge juxtaposition here, where you have the room full of rich people in nice clothes applauding politely. And the thing that they're applauding on the stage are other people with all their clothes ripped, spotlights in their eyes, they're crying, and they're on their knees. Um, everything's very blue. 
So like all the lights on the tables are really blue, like the blue flowers. Yeah. We hadn't really seen them until. Oh, that. I didn't actually think of that. Yeah, the curtains were blue. Yeah, I didn't think of that at all. The lady's dress was blue. Yeah. Yeah. So this is um the last purge of the evening because it's getting late, and it's a big entry price of two hundred thousand. So maybe like Eva should have been like, oh yeah, I'll pay for one. <laughs> <laughs> the host lady has a Grace face. I think you'd agree. Yeah. She looks quite like Grace, quite punchable. Mm-hmm. But um, it's all very elegant and very polite, just like the purgers were from from the last one. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, she knows them all by name and all their fucking, did you bring your knives? And, you know, are your sons going to help you this year? It's their first purge. Like, it's yeah. fucked yeah. up. Like, so like Tony said earlier, it's a it's a family event. You know, you bring your, the sisters come together with their signature blades. Yeah. Family bonding. The man and his son are like, should we do it together? Yeah. Fucking terrifying. It's an experience, all right. Yeah, would you do it, Tony? It's like the opposite of opening a present. <laughs> it's kind of like opening a present, if the present is a stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what we got here? Ooh, intestines. <laughs> they go on for miles. <laughs> so the gang and the other poor people are forced into a hunting ground. And the hunting ground's really cool, because it's like indoor, but it's supposed to be like a fancy kind of park. Yeah. yeah. There's like all these low curved walls, topiaries, uh, fountain, and the lamppost with an eerie green light. Think of how much that would cost. All this set up for one day. Yeah, well, 200 grand a pop. Well, not just for the people, I mean, the actual setup of the garden and everything. Not the garden, but the area there where they're killing them. The actual setup would cost so much. That might have been a real park that they just put walls around, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm. So, obviously, they aren't given any weapons. They're supposed to be hunted down really easily. They're poor people. Um, the purgers have weapons and night vision goggles. So, Sergeant makes a plan. He takes down two of them and takes their weapons on their goggles. Then the sisters attack him, and he takes them down too. Um, all the posh people are watching from the balcony, and they see this happening. Shocked. So, yeah, it's devil. So, he shoots at them, but it's bulletproof glass. Um, Liz gets... One of the other guys, she shoots him, but the other two run away. And Liz says, relieved, they're leaving. And Callie asks if it's over. Yeah. You know, it's as if they thought that there was an option for them to just win. Like, Yeah, yeah. As if it was like a fair fight. Yeah, Because, you know, when the woman goes on the radio and she's like, he's killed five of us. He's killed five people. It's fucked. Because they yeah. definitely don't see them as people, do they? Yeah. No, not really. So the lights come on and a load of security come in. Sergeant says to Callie and Eva, they're not going to let us out of here. You make them earn it. Yeah. In what way? Just by running? Because like, they're not going to be able to fight them off. Or anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. Put up a fight, I suppose. Yeah. It was, it was a nice moment anyway. Yeah. Don't just lie down alone. Do yeah. It. Um, Liz tells Shane that she loves him and that she needs him to know that. And then Shane gets shot many times. Immediately. Yeah. Like she barely had the words out of her mouth and he's shot. Just exploded with a lot of bullets. Yeah. Uh, Liz is understandably upset. Yeah. Carmelo's people come in and kick ass. They use explosives that are above class four, so they're not sticking to the laws of the night. They're just doing what they need yeah. to do. Tony, did you recognize who was leading the charge for Carmelo's people? It's only the bloody stranger. It's only the bloody stranger, no Tony. No way. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. That's our old friend, the bloody stranger. That's mad. So... In one year, he's gone from, like, only just surviving the night to trying to take down the purge. Uh Uh-huh, okay. He's the only reoccurring character, Um, I think, is he? Yeah. 
I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that's cool. So Eva asks him, who the fuck are you? And he says, nobody special. And I was like, come on, bloody stranger, <laughs> you're special. <laughs> you fucking know you're special, you couldn't you? <laughs> and he says, they're just some people who don't necessarily agree with the purge is all. And Carmelo comes along and he is so Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> he says, fuck the new founding fathers. Fuck you, fuck your money, and motherfuck the purge. So he he took Cersei's job from the last film. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't want to see the night out in peace. No. And uh, Liz wants to stay behind the purge. And they say she can, but like she's not fucking trained. Well he they'll take care of her. They 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 just appreciate the fact that she wants to fucking help him, you know? Uh-huh. And she'll have fighting her as well. They just see her beside her dead husband, like Yeah. It's a reason to fight. So Sergeant Eva and Callie all leave while Carmelo and his guys kill the security. Sergeant carjacks the host woman with a grace face and says, you don't deserve to live, you piece of shit. And then he makes her run away and then she's kind of waddling. He goes, faster? Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost quarter past six and we think it's all over, but Sergeant says, I can still make it. So nothing's changed for him. He's, his mission is still on after all that. Um, they pull up to the house and it's daylight. So, like, literally, Sergeant has been trying to get there for about nearly 13 hours. That is a long commute. Yeah, he's got to go loop the loop around everywhere as well. He's trying to avoid certain situations and stuff. So. Yeah. Just drive. Just drive. Just drive. Yeah, so uh, we find out for sure that the guy he's coming for killed his son. He said 12 months ago. For a second, you think it might have been he purged him. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was just, well, not just, but he was a drunk driver. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing to do with the purge. Um, and we find out that Sergeant had disabled the back barricade two weeks ago. So obviously last year we saw that the, the barricades could be could be beaten. And again, this year we see in another rich person's house, they're not foolproof at all. No. But uh, how would you fucking barricade your door and not make sure that it fucking is barricaded? Yeah. You know, works, like, you just trust the system, I guess. I'm assuming that he means that, like, um, it just didn't quite lock and he could have lifted it. Yeah. Rather than it just didn't go down. Yeah. No, I know, I know, I know, but still. Surely the system would show some failure, but maybe not, maybe. Yeah, he's a tech tech god, he is. Yeah. So he goes into the house despite Callie begging him not to. And we see on the TV, five minutes remaining in this year's purge. Mm-hmm. So Sergeant drags the man and his wife out of bed. And he holds a knife to the drunk driver's throat. And said that he's going to pay. We hear a big scream and then we cut to the front garden. And the barricades lift and Sergeant walks out. And then he gets shot. And it's Tony's favourite thing again where he gets shot from the side. (laughs) That's it. And it's fucking Big Daddy the prick. He's back. Big Daddy cool. (laughs) He calls him Sergeant. So that's that's where we find out that he's called Sergeant. Or that he was a Sergeant. Um, He does a big speech about how you can't save lives on the purge. Citizens weren't killing enough, so they supplement it. And we can't have heroes. And so he stands up and goes to finish off Sergeant. But the drunk driver shoots him in the head. So another one of Tony's favourite. Oh, yeah. It has to happen. What a fucking awesome twist that was. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think he was leaving him alive. I definitely saw it coming. It's purge. They always do it. Like So, yeah. So he took... Took mercy, he saved the guy's life, and obviously it really paid off because Big Daddy's men come to kill them, but the sirens go off, so they just leave. And that's it. They weren't 
they weren't angry. They didn't really even care. Just purge time's over. We can't do anything. Yeah, I'm surprised so many people followed the whole purge time. Yeah, they, I mean, they all just do, you know. Mm. But they, those guys were just at work, you know. Yeah, clapped off like quitting time. Yeah. They probably didn't like Big Daddy, you know. Yeah, maybe not. So, ironically, the drunk driver who killed his son is now driving him to the hospital to save him. Yeah, I thought that was so fucking that. unbearable to watch. Are you sober right now? <laughs> um, Callie is really proud of Sergeant. Yeah. And so when we put up the hospital, you kind of like, they pan back a bit. And you see that, like, it's all bright and nice and lovely. And then the, you see the city in the background is on fire. Mm-hmm. But the hospital isn't even busy. And also, why? where were all the doctors and nurses? Like, they can't be driving through the purge to get to work in time. I think, I think I've seen somewhere that they might have been there all night. Yeah. Then you have to trust everyone you're working with as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 7.09 a.m., 364 days until the next annual purge. So it's it's on a countdown. It's it's like me with Christmas, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's counting down the days from Christmas to next Christmas. So that's, obviously, we'll do the ratings in a minute, but uh, what did you think of the movie? It was good. I, li- I actually quite liked this one. I liked it a lot more than the first one. Yeah. Liam, what do you think? Yeah, it was good. I don't know if I like it more than the first one or not. Uh, it's a bit long and there's too many characters. <laughs> Joking. No, it was good. It was. I think it is much better movie. Like it's, I don't know. It's way more action in it the whole way through. Just more shit happening. Yeah. More story. Like way more story as such. Yeah, that's it. It's like you watch the first movie, and that's a great story itself. Yeah, but you're just getting to know the purge on that movie, like isn't it? It makes you wonder about like, what's going on out in the world. Like we, yeah. we didn't get to see the carnage. Why can't we see the carnage? And this movie's like, you want carnage? You're getting carnage. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I just love how they're completely different genres, but they're still very much one is a sequel to the other. Mm-hmm. You never see that. No, to be fair. I can't think of another franchise to do it like. So this is this is the movie that made me fall in love with The Purge. Hmm. I watched the first one and I thought it was pretty good. It was like I liked it. And then when I when I watched this one, I was blown away. Like, I think this is my top five favorite movies. And I don't even like action movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just so weird as well. Like, the whole concept of The Purge is really intriguing, though, isn't it? Like, you know, that's what keeps you there as well. Because it's, it's kind of not unrealistic as well, isn't it? Well, that's it. Like, if we watch it now, it's kind of... Yeah. It's close to close to what's going on, so it makes it more interesting. Does it lose some of its um, sparkle? Because we are moving into a purge world in real life. <laughs> yeah, it makes it more sparkle more for me. Yeah, me too. Makes it more appealing, definitely. I kind of liked it more when it was a bit more fantasy and a bit less. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's, it's just fucking unbelievable foresight. Like, yeah. for, you know, for one concept, I know, hopefully we don't fucking get there, but... I'll be America first to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be fair, the rest of the world isn't to our American listeners, you know. <laughs> the rest of the world isn't part of it in the uh, even in that universe, is it? Yeah. So, what was your favorite part of the film? I just like your man. Your man is cool. The Frank Castle kind of guy. The lieutenant. What is that? What a sergeant is it? Okay. Let's uh, let's skip um, to the favorite character segment, and we'll go back to favorite part. Mm. So, your favorite character was sergeant. Yeah. Definitely. And Liam? Yeah, I liked, um, I liked, what was her name, the, the mother? Eva. Eva, yeah, Eva. Uh, I liked her until they got to the fucking 
underground. And she was like, I'm cold. I can't breathe. I want to get out. Just shut the fuck up and walk. Like, stop being such a fucking nag. Like, so I so was Shane your favorite character instead. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, uh, it was Sergeant, definitely. He didn't really put a foot out of place. Like, so Sergeant gets a clean sweep because he's my favorite yeah. character as well. Gotta be. Yeah, but I think you're meant to like him the most. Yeah. 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 It's best. So last time you two went for Cersei and I went for the bloody stranger. Yeah. This time the bloody stranger got Nova. <laughs> I didn't even realize he was in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So what was your favorite part then, Liam? I think it was when he was uh, in that garden with the night vision and he was killing the the purgers. Yeah, same for me. Yeah. I wrote Hunting Grounds. Yeah. Mm. And Tony? Yeah, probably the Hunting Grounds as well. So it's all real. Okay, clean sweep for Sergeant in the Hunting Grounds then. <laughs> and so who is the character you would most like to purge from the movie? <laughs> Hopefully it's not a little boy this time. <laughs> Because he did get the clean sweep last time. For me, I think it's Diego. And Tony? Yeah, probably Diego. Or the sister. That shot the other sister. Yeah. Well, who are you going for? I got Diego as well. Guess what? Diego got a clean sweep. Fucking hell. Yeah, I picked Diego. He was such a creepy bastard though, wasn't he? Fucking horrible bastard. Yeah. But like Big Daddy is kind of the main villain from the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. But he just... Just Diego, just if he brushed his teeth, he mightn't have got that spot. But <laughs> It wasn't the uh, the intention of rape, like, no, it was just the teeth. Well, <laughs> no, Big Daddy had that as well, didn't he? Well, you don't know if Big Daddy had that. It seemed like he was just going to shoot uh, him. And, well, now it's the, the big question. So how many, what would you rate this film out of five bloody strangers? I think I'll go four again. I don't think it was it wasn't better than the other one for me, but four bloody strangers. I got four bloody strangers on par. On par. And Tony, three point five. Okay, so you you did like it slightly more than the first film, but you're putting on the same rating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I actually would give this one four point five out of five bloody strangers. Jesus, um, a full mark higher, a full bloody stranger more. Full extra bloody stranger, Jeez. even though it only had the same amount of bloody strangers in it. Jesus, because it was just like non-stop. There was no, basically, no boring points. <laughs> yeah, sir. There's just shit happening all day long. Yeah, just like fucking stabbing, kicking people to death. It was mad. <laughs> oh, when he strangles that guy, you know, when he comes around the corner, and he yeah. little, yeah. he literally fucking strangles the guy to death while he's standing beside these fucking four lovely people. Like, <laughs> Do you want to put that back as your favorite part or not? No, it was just funny. <laughs> she, she's holding his gun. Like, yeah. Right. So, um, any final thoughts? What, Tony? What are you? What are you expecting from the next film? I have no idea. The title of the next film is The Purge Election Year. Oh, Fuck! I saw his new Phantom Fathers. It might be a lot darker, maybe. I've completely forgot about. Or they're just try, gonna try and purge the other politicians, maybe. That's what I'm going to guess. That's the kind of thing that might happen. It'll be a, p- a political purge on both sides, I think. Probably. Political purge. Mm. That's what it sounds like to me. Mm. I completely forget what it's about. A I've TV. seen it before. But... I've never seen it. So, of the four films, the third one is my least favourite. Oh, really? Yeah, so set your expectations accordingly. <laughs> yeah. But it could be your favourite for all I know. Yeah, of course. Even though we agreed on literally everything at the end of that, except for the rating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clean sweeps. Clean sweepages. So, 
that's it then i guess mm-hmm. so if you're everyone listening let us know what you thought over on twitter instagram and facebook at big mike pod and whatever you do stay safe so from me big mike and the boys thanks bye thanks bye see you now stay safe